Welcome to Treks and Sci-Fi. This is episode 382 for Sunday, April 29th, 2012. Hello everyone, this is Mark Daniels from the Great Pacific Northwest. I'm M5 on the Treks and Sci-Fi forum. Today I'm going to be doing a movie review of the Disney classic, The Black Hole. Stay tuned as we journey in, through, and beyond the black hole. The music you hear in the background is the main title theme. So enjoy the music, and I'll be right back with some movie information. The Black Hole was Disney's entry into the Hollywood space race after the success of Star Wars in 1977. Its release date was December 21, 1979. It had a running time of 98 minutes. The production budget for the film was $20 million. The box office for that year was nearly $36 million. It was directed by Gary Nelson, produced by Ron Miller. The screenplay was by Jerry Day and Jeb Rosebrook. The story was by Jeb Rosebrook, Bob Barbash, and Richard Landau. The music was composed and conducted by John Barry. It was produced by Walt Disney Productions, and it was nominated for two Oscars, Best Cinematography and Best Special Effects. Now let's get to the cast. Starting with Maximilian Schell as Dr. Hans Reinhardt. Anthony Perkins as Dr. Alex Durant. You might remember him from a movie called Psycho, he was Norman Bates. Ernest Borgnine as journalist Harry Booth. You may also know him as well. He's uh, Quentin McHale from McHale's Navy. Robert Forrester as Captain Dan Holland. Joseph Bottoms as Lieutenant Charles Pizer. Yvette Mimieu as Dr. Kate McRae. Remember her? She was in a movie called The Time Machine with Rod Taylor in 1960. She was Weena. Uh, Roddy McDowell was the voice of Vincent and Slim Pickens was the voice of Old Bob. Now let's get into the movie. In the year 2130, day 547, an exploratory spaceship, the USS Palomino, is returning from a deep space mission. The crew consists of the Palomino's captain, Dan Holland, his first officer, Lieutenant Charles Pizer, journalist Harry Booth, ESP-sensitive scientist Dr. Kate McRae, the expedition's civilian leader, Dr. Alex Durant, and the robot Vincent, which stands for Vital Information Necessary Centralized. They encounter a nearby black hole and find a derelict spaceship, somehow defying the gravitational pull of the black hole. The ship is later identified as the long-lost Space Probe 1, USS Cygnus, the ship Dr. McRae's father, First Officer Frank McRae, served aboard when it was reported missing. And here's my first clip. 3130, day Unscheduled course correction due at 2200. Pre-correction check. Rotation axis plus 3 degrees. Nitrous oxide pressure 4100. 
rising to 5,000. Quad jets C and D on pre-select. Rotor ignition sequence beginning in 3-0. Thruster line reactors on standby. Vincent, notify me with 15 to go. Alex? Yes, Dan. Have you determined a difference in ETAs with and without our correction? Working on it. You know, we shouldn't be needing a correction at this time. Vincent? Run a confirmation on the last inertial fix and check it with another celestial, please. I have. It is correct. But I think I found the reason for our present variation. Mr. Pizer? Yes, Vincent? Mr. Pizer, I think you should come up here. What's up, Vincent? The largest black hole I have ever encountered, Mr. Pizer. Hmm. Let's have a look at it on the holograph. destructive force in the universe, Harry. Nothing can escape it, not even light. I had a professor who predicted that eventually black holes would devour the entire universe. Why not? When you can see giant suns sucked in and disappear without a trace? Give us some magnification, Vincent. Polarizing image. Every time I see one of those things, I expect to spot some guy in red with horns and a pitchfork. It's a monster, all right. A rip in the very fabric of space and time. But I picked up something else of interest. Let's see it. It hasn't moved since I first picked it up. It seems to be some kind of ship. Do you copy, Alex? Roger, Dan. Enlarge again, Vincent, and let's try to identify it. But how could anybody be out here ahead of us? Octurious 10, United Kingdom. Liberty 7, United States. Russian Experimental Space Station Series 5. France, Sahara Module, 5-3. Pluto 4, Japan. United States, Space Probe 1. That's it. USS Cygnus. Dr. Kate, wasn't that the ship your father was on? USS Cygnus. Its mission to discover habitable life in outer space. Same as ours. The crew of the Palomino decide to do a flyby of the Cygnus. As they approach the Cygnus, the Palomino encounters a mysterious null gravity field surrounding the Cygnus. As they drift away from the Cygnus, the intense gravity of the black hole pulls them in. The Palomino is damaged and made, manages to make it back to the Cygnus, which suddenly lights up like a Christmas tree and allows the Palomino to dock. Captain Holland orders Lieutenant Pizer to stay with the Palomino. Captain Holland, Doctors Durant and McCrae, journalist Harry Booth, and Vincent take a rail car, and head for the control tower. They reach the control tower and meet Maximilian and Dr. Hans Reinhardt. And here's my next clip. Is Officer Frank McCray aboard? They appear to be some sort of robot, Dr. Kate. Look over here. Incredible. It ought to be. Sure cost the taxpayers enough. Kate. There's someone else with us. 
Identify yourself. What is your type and model? A mystery monster. Don't move. Charlie, do you read me? Charlie Pizer, come in, Charlie. This is the story to end all stories, Harry. A ship of robots and computers with this thing in charge? Not quite, Dr. Durant. Maximilian and my robots only run this ship the way I wish it run. How do you know my name? You were monitored ever since our sensors first detected you. Now, now, Maximilian, calm down. Don't pick on small people. He's such a nice little robot. He's harmless. Miss McCray, you might come closer. Welcome aboard the Cygnus. Hans Reinhardt. It can't be. You always did have a flair for theatrical entrances, Doctor. Dr. Reinhardt. My father. Where is he? My dear child, I'm sorry to dash your hopes, but your father's not with us anymore. He's dead. A man to be proud of. A grave personal loss to me. He was a trusted and loyal friend. And you, his daughter. Yes. The same eyes. The same eyes. And the rest of the crew? They didn't make it back? They did not. Pity for such a good crew. What happened when your mission was recalled, Doctor? This is going to be an interview, Mr. Booth. I haven't had that for a long time, but if you want to, I will answer. Now, don't be frightened. Nobody's going to harm you. Uh-uh. The Cygnus encountered a field of meteorites and was disabled. Our main and auxiliary communication systems smashed. We were adrift. I told the crew to abandon ship, to return home as ordered. Perhaps it was another of what you term my theatrical gestures, Mr. Booth, but I chose to remain aboard. Your dear father chose to remain with me. We never knew what happened to the others. You've lived out here for 20 years? Alone? 20 years? 20 Earth years, but I didn't live exactly alone. I've created companions of a sort. <laughs> they look a bit medieval, but I'm a romantic. Lieutenant Pizer is escorted to the control room by Dr. Reinhardt's robot sentries. Dr. Reinhardt orders Maximilian to take Captain Holland, Lieutenant Pizer, and Vincent to the parts supply room and help them get the parts they need to repair their ship. When they get to the parts supply room, they are helped by an older robot that looks similar to Vincent. Captain Holland decides to head back to the Palomino and get started on the repairs. On his way back to the Palomino, Captain Holland witnesses a robot funeral. He then finds the crew quarters with all their personal belongings intact. Meanwhile, 
Harry Booth sneaks away from Dr. Reinhardt and decides to check out the Cygnus by himself. He wanders into a huge garden with a strange robot gardener with a limp. Later, Dr. Reinhardt invites the crew of the Palomino to dine aboard the Cygnus. At dinner, Dr. Reinhardt boasts of his glorious plan to go in, through, and beyond the black hole. And here's my next clip. A great many experiments are in progress aboard the Cygnus, gentlemen. Some of them dangerous. I suggest in the interest of your own safety that there are no more unescorted excursions for the duration of your stay. Agreed? Sure, sure. Good. Please sit down. Captain? Well, Mr. Booth, what's new on Earth? Well, I don't think it's changed very much since you left, Doctor. Nothing much ever changes. Same news, different names. You're still writing for the same paper? The same. Still on strike? <laughs> ah, fresh mushroom soup, prepared for my own personal garden. I remember writing about the extensive agricultural station, large enough to supply the needs of the entire crew, wasn't it, Doctor? These days it's tiny, just enough for one person. Ah, naturally. Our wine and our spare parts are vintage, Captain. I hope they're satisfactory. We've had to modify a few of the parts, Doctor, but uh, that shouldn't take long. We'll be ready to leave soon. Speak for yourself, Dan. I, for one, believe I have a great deal to learn from Dr. Reinhardt. Thank you. Our mission's finished, Alex. A toast. To you and your companions, Dr. Durant, on the occasion of your visit to the Cygnus. Welcome aboard, Miss Kate. The only Earth people to know of my existence. And to you, sir, and your magnificent accomplishments. Tonight, my friends, we stand on the brink of a feat unparalleled in space exploration. If the data on my returning probe ship matches my computerized calculations, I will travel where no man has dared to go. Into the black hole? In, through, and beyond. Why, that's crazy. Ha! Impossible! The word impossible, Mr. Booth, has only found in the dictionary of fools. Vincent and the older robot are in the ship's target range when the older robot is challenged by the leader of the robot sentries to a shooting match. His name is Star, which stands for Special Troops Arms Regiment. Star cheats and beats the older robot. Then Vincent challenges Star to a shooting match. Star tries to cheat, but Vincent outshoots him and wins. Stars has a meltdown and blows a fuse. The older robot tells Vincent to meet him in the part storage room. Later they meet in the storage room. The older robot tells Vincent his name is Bob, which stands for Biosanitation Battalion. Bob tells Vincent that he and his friends are in danger and the sickness is the death ship. Bob takes Vincent to the hospital where the Cygnus's crew was converted into mindless robots. They are discovered, and they had to destroy two of the robot sentries. 
And here's my next clip. These poor creatures are what's left of the crew. Kept alive by means I don't pretend to understand. Humans? We're more robot than human. Let's get out of here before we're discovered. Too late. Watch it. Think there any more? All clear. Let's get rid of the evidence. Dinner is interrupted by the arrival of Dr. Reinhardt's probe ship back from the event horizon. Dr. Reinhardt leaves the Palomino crew to enjoy their dinner. All of the Palomino crew, but Dr. Durant, suspects something strange with the robot crew and questions Dr. Reinhardt's sanity. Dr. Durant is mesmerized by Dr. Reinhardt and doesn't share their feelings. Vincent, using ESP, contacts Dr. McCrae and asks her to tell Captain Holland and Lieutenant Pizer to return to the Palomino. Harry Booth decides to tag along. Ab aboard the Palomino, Bob tells a story of how Dr. Reinhardt kills Dr. McCrae's father and turns the crew into mindless robots. And here's my next clip. The officer the men trusted most was Frank McCrae. Kate's father. They turned to him when Dr. Reinhardt ignored the orders to return home. Tried to take control of the Cygnus. Reinhardt called it mutiny and killed Mr. McCree. What became of the crew? They were captured by the sentry robots and are still on board. What? Where? In the command tower, the power center. Robots, Mr. Pizer. Humanoid robots. The most valuable thing in the universe. Intelligent life means nothing to Dr. Reinhardt. Without their wills, the crew became things he could command. That explains the funeral. Right. And the limping robot you spotted. Do you mean to tell me that there's actually a human body under that clothing? Exactly, Mr. Booth. We can't just take off and leave these poor devils behind. Harry, looks like we're going to have to try your plan. What? And end up just like the rest of the crew? Well, if they couldn't pull it off, what chance do we have? Captain, the damage is irreversible. Death is their only release. That's right. For God's sake, Stan, we can't take on that mechanical army. Captain, I was forced to destroy two sentry robots. The others are searching now. If they're found... Gotcha, Vincent. Charlie, start the countdown. Right. Vincent, tell Kate I want her and Alex back here on the double. Captain Holland tells Vincent to send an ESP message to Dr. McCrae, telling her that Dr. Reinhardt killed her father and the truth about the robot crew. Dr. McCrae tries to tell Dr. Durant the story, but he doesn't believe it. Dr. Durant then removes a mask off one of the robots, revealing a human face. Dr. Durant tries to help Dr. McCrae get away when Maximian kills him. And here's my next clip. Alex, could I have a word with you? E squared over A squared sine squared. A Do you remember what we were talking about the other day? I'm staying. Shh. Reinhardt is a murderer. What? Yes. So 
those creatures, those are robots, they're... They're humanoids, they're... They're what's left of the original crew. What's wrong, Miss Kate? You look ill. Kate's upset because I've elected to stay with the Cygnus. I hope she's electing also to stay with us. No, I... What changed your mind? I'm not, I, uh... The right moment to go into the black hole is now. What are you doing? He would be dead by now. They all would be dead. It was the only way to keep them alive. One of my greatest achievements. But you told us the crew had left the ship. Some cause must have created all this. But what caused? That cause. Come on, Kay, let's get you out of here. Maximilian! Good man. Protect me from Maximilian. If there's any justice at all, the black hole will be your grave. the young lady to the hospital. Dr. McCrae is taken to the hospital to be converted like the rest of the Cygnus's crew. Vincent receives an ESP message from Dr. McCrae telling him that Dr. Durant was dead and was murdered by Maximilian. Captain Holland, Vincent, and Bob head for the hospital to rescue Dr. McCrae. Lieutenant Pizer and Harry Booth stay aboard the Palomino and prepare for liftoff. Captain Holland, Vincent, and Bob burst into the hospital with lasers blazing. They save Dr. McCrae just as the procedure is beginning. They have to fight their way all the way back to the Palomino. They reach the entrance of the Palomino, but are cut off by the robot sentries. Captain Holland orders Lieutenant Pizer and Harry Booth to blast off without them. Lieutenant Pizer refuses. He and Harry Booth go to rescue them. Harry Booth fakes a knee injury, heads back to the Palomino, and lifts off, stranding the rest of the crew on the sickness. He's a reporter, not a pilot. He can't fly the Palomino. Dr. Reinhardt fears a collision between the two ships and orders Maximilian to destroy the Palomino. Maximilian fires lasers, and it hits the Palomino, and it crashes into the sickness. And here's my next clip. Repeat, lift off. You heard the captain. You're pretty big on talking heroics, Harry. Let's see some.
you hit? My leg. How bad? Oh, I, I think it's broken. Uh, Can you make it back to the ship? I think so. All right, then, Harry. We're counting you to make sure they don't get aboard. Right. Good. trying to do Harry oh no. lower the pot before it hits us He was all talk, no guts, and locked him up. He may have done us a favor, Charlie. At least we're alive. And where there's life. So that's not what he had in mind. He was trying to save his own skin. There is a saying that you can't unscramble eggs. A penny's worth of philosophy right now isn't going to buy us out of this now, Vincent. A good offense is the best defense. And what? Go after Reinhardt and turn the ship around? It's too late for all that. There is an alternative. The probe ship. Vincent, you're a genius. With the Palomino destroyed, the surviving members of the crew head for the probe ship. A swarm of meteors is drawn into the black hole. The Cygnus is hit several times by meteors and is damaged. Dr. Reinhardt then orders Maximian to take the Cygnus into the black hole. The Cygnus is slowly buckling under the stresses of the black hole. With the Cygnus being ripped apart, Dr. Reinhardt orders Maximian to prepare the probe ship. He is then pinned beneath a falling video screen. The race is now on. Who will get to the probe ship first? When the Palomino crew reaches the probe ship, they find Maximian waiting. Vincent and Bob attack Maximian, freeing up the crew to head to the probe ship. Maximian damages old Bob beyond repair. Vincent and Maximian battle. Vincent wins and dispatches him into the black hole. Vincent goes to help old Bob only to find him in his last moments of life. And here's my next clip. We have to go. No, no, I can't make it. My hover stabilization's gone. My main circuit's blown. And both backups are failing. You can make it. It's no use, Vincent. My useful days are finished. But part of me goes with you. You'll never be obsolete. Carry on the tradition. We're the best. 
Captain Holland, Lieutenant Pizer, Dr. McCrae, and Vincent escape the sickness in the probe ship, but they discover the controls unresponsive, as it has been programmed to fulfill Reinhardt's objective, a flight through the black hole. The probe makes a long arc and then plunges down into the black hole, crossing the event horizon. And here's my last clip. We better get the hell off! The whole ship's breaking up! Everybody sit tight! The last act of the movie doesn't have any dialogue. The surviving members of the Palomino reach the bottom of the black hole and appear through Kate's ESP vision to enter hell and then heaven. Reinhardt and Maximilian embrace in space and then appear merged as one on a high rock overlooking a barren, burning, hell-like landscape populated by robed figures resembling the drones of the Cygnus. The next shot is of an angelic figure with flowing hair, seen from behind passing through a cathedral-like crystal tunnel heading towards the light. The probe ship then exits the other side of the black hole in front of a bright star and a new planet. The last shot shows the probe ship flying towards the new planet. And that's the end of the movie. I have some movie trivia, and then I'll wrap up with my comments about the movie. So let's get into the movie trivia. The Black Hole was Disney's first PG-rated movie. It received a PG rating because of the use of profanity and Dr. Durant's death scene. At the time of its release, the green grid sequence that appears under the opening titles was the longest computer graphic sequence that had ever appeared in a film. The film contains over 550 visual effects shots, including 150 matte paintings. The Cygnus was actually a 12-foot-long model weighing 175 pounds. Roddy McDowell nor Slim Pickens were credited for their voice work in the film in either the opening or closing sequences. Reinhardt's robot was already called Maximilian before Maximilian Shell was chosen for the role of Reinhardt. Reinhardt would end the film merged with the robot, thus being ironically trapped in Maximilian Shell. The Black Hole is one of the extremely rare instances in which John Barry has composed an overture for a film. The Black Hole 
along with Star Trek The Motion Picture, were two of the last mainstream Hollywood productions to have an overture. That's all I have for trivia, so here are my comments about the movie. The Black Hole is a great movie. I saw it in the theaters in 1979. It came out two weeks after Star Trek The Motion Picture. I think this movie is an underrated sci-fi film. It didn't get good reviews when it was at the movie theaters. It didn't make as much money as the other two sci-fi films that year, the two being Star Trek The Motion Picture and Alien. I think the fact that it was a Disney movie and it was released two weeks after Star Trek The Motion Picture didn't help the movie much either. This movie's always reminded me of 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Dr. Reinhardt is definitely Captain Nemo, and the Cygnus could pass for the Nautilus. There are scenes and characters that could have been lifted straight from the story. I love the look of the movie. It's before CGI, so all the effects are done the old-fashioned way. They use models, matte paintings, and all the old techniques. The, the movie score is excellent. I have it on my iPod. It's one of my favorite soundtracks. It's right up there with Star Trek The Motion Picture and The Last Starfighter. I've been listening to this so uh, soundtrack for a while now, and each time I listen to it, I hear something that sounds very familiar to me. It took me a little while, but I figured, out, I figured it out. Parts of the soundtrack sound just like they come out of a James Bond movie. So I did a little IMDB on John Barry, and guess what? He's composed or worked on 14 different James Bond movies. Go figure. Um, if you like 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, you'll like this movie. And that's all my comments that I have to say about the movie. I'd like to thank Rico for the opportunity to review a movie on his podcast. I had a lot of fun re-watching the movie and putting this together. I would also like to thank everybody who listened. I hope you all enjoyed it. I'll end this movie review with the overture from the movie. Take care, everybody. This is M5, signing off.